When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh yes, you're listening to The Run Home thanks to MG4 Electric High Performance Range Excellence from 46990 plus ORC Performance Retold with MG4 Electric. And my, my, what a race it was yesterday at Mount Panorama and the, the man, the myth, the legend Shane Van Gisbergen coming through alongside Kiwi co-driver Richie Stanaway for the win at Bathurst again here to talk all about it. Journalist and author at Talk Motorsport, Dale Budge. Dale, thank you for joining us this afternoon. Uh, well, I mean, he, he kind of looked like he almost did it easy in the end, Dale, but there was plenty of drama through the day, wasn't there? Yeah, yeah, different kind of drama. You know, guys, um, yeah, different kind of drama to, to what we used to seeing at Mount Panorama. We didn't have the late safety cars and the close finish that, um, you know, that has become almost a formality with, with this race. It was different kinds of drama. You know, the, the lead three cars were, were well out in front of everyone else from, from the midway point and, and had significant gaps in between them. Uh, with the safety cars starting away, you, you saw these elongated gaps that we're not used to. And then each of them individually had some, some mechanical gremlins going on with their, their cars. So we were kind of robbed of that that you know close finish, but it was still edgy seat stuff because mm. everyone was to worry about whether each of these cars would get home. Unfortunately for, for Brock Feeney, Jamie Wincup, their car uh, forced essentially out of the race um, with a couple of stints to go uh, when they were on for it. You know they were absolutely challenging for for a race win. Heartbreaking for for young Brock Feeney who you know is yet to, to be on the podium there. Um, but yeah, you know, that made life a little bit easier for, for Shane, and you know, he was able to um, sort of nurse an ailing. Red Bull Wampole Holden, uh, excuse me, Camaro home uh, to to put third Bathurst title in four years now for for Van Gisbergen. Obviously, Van Gisbergen gets all the uh, gets all the headlines, but how much credit's got to go for for to Stanaway and, and the efforts that he puts in uh, during uh, Bathurst? Yeah, look, Richie has you know Richie really sort of came of age and announced himself to the Australian public. I think you know those that follow motorsport New Zealand know that. The pedigree of, of Stanaway is right there with Van Gisberg and McLaughlin, the you know, some of the stars around the world, the you know, Earl Bambers and Mitch Evans and the Cassidy's, you know, it was the same kind of era coming up through karting and um you know, Richie had a very successful career in, in Europe, um, won G P two races which, you know, is, is no mean feat. You're talking about some of the, the absolute best races on the planet that have gone on to Formula One. Um, so, you know, his his history with supercars is somewhat checkered. He came into the category as a co-driver, made a name for himself in horrific conditions at Sandgate a few years back where he blitzed the field and set up a win alongside Camp Waters at the time and then um, ended up getting a full-time drive himself. It just didn't work out. There were issues with, you know, how competitive the car was. Uh, not sure that he was entirely engaged with the team and there were... You know, sort of, they were at loggerheads, and in the end, it, it forced him out of the sport. And so he's come back in a part-time campaign the last couple of years, alongside Greg Murphy, you know, almost a publicity drive last year, and then got the prime gig alongside Ben Gisberg this year. Didn't put a foot wrong. Um, you know, amongst the, the best co-drivers in, in, you know, in the two endurance events that we've seen, and you know, I think he would stack up pretty well against anyone in the main game. Um, and, and of course, that's what we're going to see next year as he's into the main game again. 
with a full-time drive. Yeah, well, you mentioned that, the full-time drive that he's got with Penrite Racing. Do you expect him to be, or this more matured, you would think, version of Richie Stanaway to be better this time around than, than the last time we saw him in the series? I certainly think he's got better equipment to deal with um, or, or to use, and maybe that was part of the issue. I think when he was with Gary Rogers, there was an expectation McLaughlin had been there. Um, everyone assumed that you know that they were going to be a competitive outfit, and they probably weren't. And there wasn't maybe the investment required to to keep at that point end, and um, things just got a little bit messy towards towards the end, as I say, and um, didn't didn't work out uh, for him. And um, now he gets uh, another opportunity. Uh, to prove himself, and I think you know he's going to a team that's there or thereabouts. Um, you know they, they did an excellent job. Young Matt Payne was was terrific over the weekend, um, but a heartbreak for him as co-driver made a, a little mistake that proved extremely costly. Went a lap down, and you know they were fighting against it just to get back into it. Ended up finishing eleventh, but you know that that team should be in the mix next year when you you look at where they're at. Um, so yeah, I have it, you know absolutely no reason why Richie can't be fighting at the pointy end of the field. And when you gaze into the old crystal ball here, Dale. Um, when you're looking at Shane Van Gisbergen, as you mentioned, his third Bathurst win in four years, he's obviously off to NASCAR. Uh, do you see him potentially coming back for another crack at Bathurst? Oh, I think he hinted as much yesterday, Kimberly. You know, I think he sort of said on the podium that, um, you know, that he'd be back. He'd missed this place in the short term. I think the NASCAR thing's very much a, a short to medium term goal next year is going to be a learning experience. I'm not sure how much racing he's actually going to do next year. He hasn't entirely ruled out the possibility of doing bits and pieces in New Zealand next year or Australia next year. Um, you know, I, I, he's going to be competing this weekend at Rally Bay Plenty. The expectations, that's the last time we're going to see him on gravel for the foreseeable future, but I spoke to him at Daybreaker a couple of weeks ago and, and he said, look, he's going, NASCAR's the priority and he's going to be there whenever they need him and you know, largely permanently, but there is no reason that if he's not required to be there, that he wouldn't fly home and spend some time, some time back in New Zealand. He is very much a New Zealander. He likes, he sees New Zealand as his, as his home. Um, and when he's not required to be somewhere else, his preference would be to be here in New Zealand. So it, it opens up some interesting possibilities, depending on what his schedule looks like next year. Um, it's, a, it's a full-time campaign in quotation marks in the sense that he's trying to learn tracks, learn the series of various different categories of NASCAR, um, whether he's racing every weekend, sure, and whether that means there'll be windows where he's able to get back, who knows. He certainly made it very clear over the last few years that he will drive anything that he can possibly get behind the wheel of. So uh, we're not we're not sure, but I wouldn't rule out possibly of him having cameo appearances either uh, this side of the Tasman or the other. You speak about his cameo appearances. Obviously, let's just say he doesn't get there a hell of a lot. What is it? What sort of dent does I guess someone like that and uh, a few of the others that are that are leaving uh, do for supercars without I guess the big name superstars? Yeah, it's a really interesting question. That um, I've sort of been asking myself for a little while because you know I, I don't understand the way supercars have have handled what has been a challenging eighteen months. Well, and people don't understand Shane. It's not about. You know, he's, he's had a struggle this year to qualify that car. That's not the reason why he's frustrated. He was frustrated last year when he was winning everything. So, you know, he wants to race. He wants to race at 10 tenths. He wants it to be a battle. And, uh, the way the category set up, set up at the moment, he, as he says, you kind of race at 80%, and that's the best way to get the job done. And that's not really the the idea of a, of a race car driver. So, um, yeah, it'll leave a massive dent. I mean, he is the biggest name, you think, McLaughlin only a couple of years ago, now Van Gisbergen. 
Um, yep. It takes away two of the biggest names. Wind Cup mm. hasn't been around now full time for, for a couple of years. So, um, yeah, there's look, some talented young guys coming through. We've seen it Kostecki, Will Brown. Um, there are others, Matt Payne, you know, young Kiwi that looks the year apparent. It wasn't that long ago that, you know, Shane Van Gisbergen was in a similar stage of his career on, on his way up, you know. So there are there are young guys coming through, but I think in the short term, yeah, it'll certainly have a big impact. The flip side is you might see a few different winners next year, and maybe that will re-energise the Australian interest in the category because really it's been dominated by New Zealanders for the best part of the last decade. Well, when you look at that uh, New Zealand perspective of the New Zealand interest, then you mentioned Matt Payne. Uh, there are guys like Andre Heimgartner still there, I suppose, from a New Zealand perspective as well. But is there any concern that the New Zealand interest might drop off now that you've not got McLaughlin and, and the Giz cleaning things up? Absolutely, yeah. I, I think it's ironic that they finally get the championship coming back to New Zealand next year mm. at Topol Mortland Motorsport Park. And uh, the two big names that have dominated the sport um, for the last decade aren't going to be there. It's a new crop of Kiwis. And you're right, Andre Heimgarten is a very fine peddler. Whether he's in a team that realistically gives him a shot at challenging for titles, not sure. You know, he could certainly challenge for a race win, maybe. Um, you know, there's. I don't know the pain's quite there. Um, they certainly showed some really impressive signs over the last couple of race meetings in the longer form. So. Does that translate to him taking more and more steps forward next year? I'm sure it does. Whether it's you know in a position where he can win at Topol next year, I'm not sure. Um, yeah, there are other New Zealanders. You know, we talked about Richie Sadaway as well. Uh, I think you know I feel like he'd be in the mix, but winning the championship might be a bridge too far. So in the short term, yeah, I think it probably drops off both sides of the Tasman, maybe interest for a year or two. Mm. Um, but hopefully, there's enough embers there to see the next generation um, show their wares and become and take take over the sort of mantle that the likes of the Glockman Wind Cup and, and Big Gisbergen have had over the last you know, 10 years or so. And just before we let you go, uh, Dale, SVG, if he does get the chance to race a bit uh, over in NASCAR, how, how do you expect him to go? Uh, there is nothing that would surprise me with that guy. <laughs> I mean, yeah, some of, the, some of the performances he has put together... Um, in various different categories. I mean, that drive at Chicago a couple of months back where he made his NASCAR debut and you know, no one had really heard of him in the, in the US mm. and all of a sudden he announces himself by, by dominating their category. Um, you know, what he's done with rally, uh, you know, they're, they're pretty handy. Rally drivers in New Zealand have an extremely competitive championship outside of Europe. It'd be the most dominant championship in, in the world. And uh, for him to turn up there and beat career rally drivers basically at his first go is, is phenomenal. And performance of the Grand Prix a couple of years back during the COVID years, excuse me, where he drove from pit lane on a on a track in a category where it's bloody hard to pass. And he, you know, I remember looking at Paul Radisic and the like, you know, some of the legendary New Zealand figures from uh, recent years, just shaking their head in awe at what Van Gisbergen's doing. You know, like it's it's almost unheard of. So. Oh, look, I imagine it'll take a little bit for him to learn the nuances, learn all the tracks, oval racing. He hasn't done a lot of that. That's going to be uh, an interesting experience for him. But um, I certainly wouldn't suggest that he's not capable of uh, wowing everyone in America and, and doing the unthinkable. Here's hope, because you'd certainly love to see it, particularly, as you mentioned, uh, after those scenes that we saw in Chicago. Dale Budge, journalist and author at Talk, at Talk Motorsport there with us. Thank you so much for your time. Coming up next, the Run Homes Weekend Scorecard. Just